This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome back to that Peter Crouch podcast with me, Peter Crouch. Uh, got Chris Stark with me, as usual. Uh, Notorious is still in Florida. Still on holiday. Yeah. I mean, this is now week something like six, yeah. something like that. He's been away fucking ages. Yeah. Who's playing the role of Steve Sidwell today? Well, I've drafted a good friend of mine, Mr. Wayne Bridge. Are you all right? <laughs> yes, mate. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you, mate? I'm all right. Yeah, I've good. done Steve Bridge on a school run. Right. Um, so, yeah, you know, he lives close to me. Um, I think last time I saw you was at uh, was at like the end of end of term well, thing, wasn't yeah, it? You know the old little play thing. summer picnic in the so, yeah. What they were all singing. It was entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've met you before, Wayne. No, I don't think we have. No, but I hear you're a fellow barbecuer, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not very good, so yeah. I need some tips, definitely. I got the um. Well played. I got the. <laughs> that, uh, well? that was good. I'm, I'm trying desperately. I went got... a bit brazzers trying to get that in, but it <laughs> did, didn't. Did you not notice he just he did that left handed? You just went straight in, right? So we said did on the last. Did that feel weird to we you? We said at on all? the last podcast. No, a left handed just... handshake is bizarre, but he's left footed. Are you left handed? Right handed. No, I just couldn't be bothered to change the mic over. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe it, maybe it's more weird when you go and greet someone with it without a mic. Yeah. In I think if I never had a mic, then I'd be like. That's actually yeah. a good point. He was distracted by the microphone. Well, he, he's hand. holding yeah. the mic. So it's actually, and I more... think you really insinuated that movement. It just made also me go in. there was some porno acting before it to get <laughs> to the stage where I could find a reason to shake your hand. <laughs> In all honesty, we, we concocted this whole thing like he was going to do a left-handed handshake and see what happened and I completely forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you did well to get it in. That's why I've been looking at you since the start. So anyway, we'll, um, we'll move on. Um, but Wayne, it is good to have you on the podcast and, and actually on that barbecuing thing, um, you're into it a bit, aren't you? You see, I receive a lot of abuse from Pete for the amount of barbecuing I do. So we, we should start it. I really enjoy it. Great. I'm not very good at it. Um, but I got that into it that my birthday present last year from my mum was the the big green like big, egg. big egg one. Yeah, the big one. The large one oh, with all yeah, the wooden well. stuff around it. Mm. All the different compartments for like doing pizzas. And yeah. I, I need lessons. Yeah. I definitely. And you're not far away from me. So we, do this. we have to make sure we organise that. And we're drag crouching. This is, this so is the key thing. I'm happy to you can come just sit and there and the drink barbecue. and enjoy I, the food. I know I'm going to enjoy the meat. I know I'm going to enjoy the experience. But yeah. it's just the pretentiousness of dicking around for 20 hours, slow yeah. cooking I stuff. I actually think sometimes, <laughs> depending on who you've got over your house, it's quite good because then you don't have to speak to everyone. Yeah, that it's true. <laughs> and you get out and it's under the guise of you're still cooking dinner, but you actually have your own time. You can put the football on. 
Um, you know, you can have a couple of beers. I really like it. You talk about getting away from your family sometimes, Pete, and having golf to do that. Barbecuing sort of does that as well. Mm. But I'm pleased Wayne is here because I'm hoping by the end of this podcast, we could maybe look to convert you more towards that side and ultimately end up in a situation where we have a lovely barbecue together. What is your favourite thing to cook? I, I love doing ribs. Oh, I love, love doing ribs, ribs yeah. but do it properly. Slow? Yeah. Like a three-hour... Low and slow. Low and slow, slow yeah. Fucking, if I had the word low and slow <laughs> one <Yeah>. more time. Fucking <laughs> oh, okay, no. I do think... It's the first time I've heard it. I quite like he it. Loves it. <laughs> I like it as well. I do, think, I do think Pete will get into it at some point. Uh, but, you know, I say about putting the football on. Am I right? Did I read that you don't like watching football? Is this a thing? I don't not like it i wouldn't go out my way to watch it i like it if i'm in the pub so i probably yeah maybe i just don't like it. i like being in the pub yeah i'll watch it with my mates <laughs> <laughs> i'll watch it with my mates if we're at the pub um like i watch the man city games against Real madrid because mm. they're just great to watch but i will not go out of my way i won't i won't watch it at home so um, why, why is that then do you think i don't think i was ever like that as a kid as a kid, I'd always want to be out playing the game. Yeah. And when my mates would go in and watch the game, I'd kind of, I'd have to go in and look at it. But I'd get bored. I'd just get bored from watching it. I'd rather the... do it. Yeah. yeah, okay. So you won't, you won't watch football because you can't, like, you're, you, that, that fascinates me that you can be so good at something, but only enjoy it from playing it rather than, rather than watching it. Uh, yeah, I I, I definitely incredible. don't enjoy watching it. Yeah, can you relate to that? Uh, no, no, because I I do <laughs> really. I've I've always loved watching football as well. Yeah. But um, I know lots of players feel this, feel like I that. Do, uh, no, I wouldn't say not enjoy it. So if you watch Man City uh, play Real Madrid, right, the way they played was great to watch. Right, it was great to watch. But you could waste ninety minutes of your life just watching a shit game. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, why would you do that? I, I don't think, I mean, like, Bridge, Bridge is different to a lot of people. I think you'll get over the course of this know? podcast. No, no, no I, so I and get the thing the is, right? I really get the and logic if you, of it. If you actually go to a game, you've got the travelling to the game, right? So you've wasted a few hours getting to the game <laughs> and then you've wasted the time getting back from the game. Yeah. So unless my kids really want to go and my mates really want to go... I will go. But for me, I wouldn't go, right, I'm going to go and watch football this, this weekend. Is, so this is like a chef that doesn't like food. Do, do, you, do you get the comparison? There? I get it. Because you're... I think that's very different though from playing football, watching football, cooking food, eating food. But I just, totally I think different. what I find amazing about this is you are, you, you are so good at football. Um, it's, the, it's the idea that it's only kind of as a job, I guess. I think it kind of gets that way depending if you're enjoying your football or not. Yeah. I think. When, so when you were a kid, like, did you not kind of like who's your influences like who who kind of inspired you to play football do you know what I mean were you like mm. that as a kid I just remember kicking the football around with my dad mm. next door neighbour all the time and then my mates you know everyone who lived in the area would all go out and just you know as soon as you get home from school I'd have dinner at like four because then I'd go out till you know eight nine o'clock and play football so and just loved playing the game I'd go to Saints games with my dad in the family centre, terraced, oh. there's a good vibe. I liked it. Yeah. But I would have rather gone and kicked a ball around. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'd always, and there's players that I loved at Southampton, but I'd rather do it. Like the World Cup, for instance, I love sitting with my dad, putting the sofa up to TV and watching a few games. But I also reckon 
if my mates are out playing halfway through the game and go, oh, I'm going to go out and play now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sense, speaking yeah. of your dad, like, he's obviously a big character, right? You know, my yeah. dad, I remember when we were at World Cups and things like that, my dad, they still speak. Uh, my oh, dad really? and, and, and Bridgie's dad. And um, yeah, he's a he's a big character. Was he, was he the main influence then for you? I think so, yeah. He had me kicking a ball um, at a young age and he loved Southampton, he loved football. Mm. So for me, it was such a buzz to make my debut for them and him being a Saints fan. Mm. But I think it was my mum and dad in general, like they did it, you realise how much they've done for me, driving around all the time. And, you know, it become their life in the end, really, because mm. they never missed a game. And my dad would go to every game just in case, even if, if I knew I was on the bench, he'd go just in case I was going to get, and I'd be like, oh, dad, you know, like, don't bother. But he just loved it. He would mm. never miss a game, mm. whether it was England under-18s, under-21s, or... If I maybe wasn't going to be in the squad, he would still go. Well, I think that's that was similar to what my dad, my dad was, didn't miss a game. Yeah, they got know. on so well, didn't like, they? Yeah, I mean, it's very kind of similar. I think that's that's why they got on. But I think at Southampton, I mean, there was uh, you didn't miss many games either, did you? <laughs> 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 I was. I just got a stat: here, 113 consecutive starts, and that's without missing a minute. Yeah, that was a Premier League record at the time. Yeah. But how old were you when you broke into Southampton? I made my debut just after my 18th birthday. Yeah. Just after, and yeah. You just, and you just stayed in the team. That must, and that that was, must I, no, so, I didn't. Ugh. It was kind of, it was hit and miss for me because I, I came on the debuts. I came on after six minutes. John Best was injured, and I started off as a winger, and I ended up in and out of the team for a little bit. And it wasn't until I got moved to left back that I kind of just that was it. Mm. Didn't really move from that. But I think Southampton, we always struggled with goals. We always in a relegation battle. So if I wasn't scoring or setting up goals, they'd always change it around. Um, and it wasn't until I moved to left back that I really cemented that spot, really. Mm. Did that change in your mind as well? So uh, as well as it was doing for the team, did it sort of click for you when you moved into that position? I think it was natural for me because I was never an out-and-out -out goal scorer. I was always a good crosser of the ball, but I was never going to score goals. I remember my day was against Liverpool. I ended up going clean through and skied it over the bar. I was not... a <laughs> I know it was terrible as well. We would have drawn the game, but um, I was not a natural finisher. And my game as a winger, I had so much energy that I wasn't that winger that would just not help the fullback out. I'd always run back and help out. So my energy was, I, I just suited the modern day left back of up, down, up, down. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, mm. And I was, I was quite good at defending. Um, I think when I first, when I first got my pro contract, is that I always listened to what coaches said positioning wise and things like that and I think that's what helped me as a left back so I'd always help my full back out I'd always know certain positions I was just, I was I took things on board that I was told I think there was better players actually around my age that they just didn't listen and take they were just good with the ball but didn't listen what coaches had to say yeah but you didn't mind them saying to move back to left back because <clears throat> it feels to me that most young players would probably arguably and correct me if I'm wrong be more keen to be moving forward up the mm. pitch to some of the more glory positions. I think, I, think at, I think at that time, definitely. But now, oh, well, it's, like, it's now. kind of it's kind of yeah. a sexy position, now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it is. And when Glenn Hoddle come to Southampton, we played the four-three-three formation. It was literally like he wanted me to bomb it on, mm. so it didn't really affect my game that much. I still got forward. I was just. I just started at the back more, but mm. like I said, I had loads of energy so I could get just up and down all day. Just a bit more running, but I was good at that. Uh, but you know, you know like, that. where does that come from, Bridget? Like, I don't know. There's probably 
people out there that have seen you play and know and know that you can get up and down, right? But I don't, I don't think they know to the extent. Yeah. Uh, whereas if when you when you play with you and I know you like I do, like I don't think that I, if someone said to me who's the fittest man, you know, I would say, I would say Wayne Bridge. Really. And I don't know, it's the definition of play, work hard, play hard, right? <laughs> I've, I've seen someone, <laughs> so he does go big. Um, but it, I've never known anyone be able to get up and, and, and just, for instance, the, the bike ride you did with, Bridge, with, um, with Sids and, and Joe Cole. Like, there was a professional cyclist, right? In the bar, is that right? There was what, not a professional, very good cyclist. He competes. Uh-huh. And there was a lot of people that ride bikes all the time. So there's one really good, and then a lot of people that ride them all the time. Mm. And I've never, I've never been on a bike ride before in my life. Rode a BMX, <laughs> but that's about it. It was for charity. Uh, I think it was like four days, and I was just chilling at the back with Siddy and uh, Joe were on it. And then every time we'd get, we'd finish, we'd just go and go in the pub, drink all night, and just get drunk. And I think it was one of the last nights or second to last night. One of the guys, well, yeah, we, we didn't expect you to be this unfit at the back. And I was like, it's a charity bike ride, mate. And I was like, <laughs> are you having a laugh? Well, it's like a four dice, was it? every night. It was a four like, did, he, did he actually say it to you with his lycra on? Yeah. <laughs> it was at the pub. And where I'd had a few drinks, I went, I went off on one. I stood up and I made everyone listen. And I was like, I'll wipe the floor with a lot of you. <laughs> I went, you have not got a scooby what my fitness levels are like. And um, but this is, they all started the, to bet. They, they got a book out in the end. I was bet all of them money. And in the end, it started dwindling because how confident I was. So they're all cyclists. And they all must they're be thinking they, this they is pub chat. Like, I'd say half chat. of them do He's it. drunk. Yeah. But like, I know him, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, he's going to have them. Half <laughs> <laughs> do it a lot, right? Half aren't, don't want to take the bet. So in the end, they've got a side bet. They've got little bookies going on. Then they've got a couple of them like betting 500 here and there. And then this one guy who's like giving it everything. So I can't remember how much our bet was, but it might have been a bit bigger. And I, I said to him, right, but you can do what you want, but I'm still going out tonight <laughs> and I'll still beat you, <laughs> right? He ends up going to bed early, right? I get get in a, a reasonable time, but we're staying in like these, um, you know, the shipping containers. It was like a weird yeah. thing we were staying in, like converted into rooms. I woke up at like six, I was smashing on it. Like going, let's fucking go. <laughs> let's fucking have everyone set. I'm there, wait. Wow. Right, we start, we get to this hill, and I went, right, let's see what you lot have got. And I just went, bosh, like that. Mate, nowhere to be seen. <laughs> get, so I waited at the top of the hill. So you waited they, for him? I waited. They were, they were going, well, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And like, honestly, I just gone. And what I did is I stayed with the front pack. And not like, even like some of them were doing, well, yeah, you ain't bad to be fair. I went, Mate, this is easy. Like, I'm only staying with you because I don't know where I'm going. Like, if you want, when we're 20 miles out, we just go. And we got to that point and went, right, are we racing for this last bit or not? Because if so, I'm just going now. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. Why don't we just ride in together as like a team? It's only for charity and all that. So like, I did it, but then I just made sure I pipped it at the end. Yeah. Like, so you came first... And then how far behind was the guy oh, in the light and I the helmet? Sunk, I sunk eight pints by the time we got there. <laughs> right, so I don't know if I'm listening to Jay from the Inbetweeners right now or if this is, is, right, this is real. Right, because I brought it up, right? Because I I have seen it firsthand. Yeah. The, the fellow, when he, he did SAS, there's wins, right? Of course, and yeah, the fe- And the yeah. fellow said, who is it who said, 
that if anyone who could, who could actually be in the SS, he said, he said, Bridget. Foxy, uh, it's right? Foxy. He said, obviously, he's a TV show. Like, is there anyone out there that could maybe make it? And he was like, no. And he went, oh, probably two or three, maybe. Mm. And then he just went, oh, actually, probably one of the celebs, Wayne Bridge, because he's an absolute animal. And I can vouch but, for that as well. But also, I can't, like, <laughs> it was like Joe Cole called me. It was Joe Cole wanted to do this climb for charity. He was getting a, giving a lot back to the NHS and stuff. So he wanted to come out wrong and he thought, ooh, should I climb with you? I've got to climb with you. He says, would you do it? I said, yeah. So it's like, all right, well, it's two days up get back down and um, we can have a night out and then fly the next day. So we get there, a bit of training and everything. There's a couple of moments where Joe was just like, can you shut the fuck up during training? Because <laughs> he was like, you're just too perky <laughs> and I'm fucked. But anyway, it was like a two-day climb. What is it with that? You climb, there's a bit of a walk and then a bit of like rock climbing, um, which I didn't enjoy, but Joe did. And we get to the halfway hut and then we're like, oh, why don't we just go to the top now and back down? And he was like... Oh, the weather's not great, but don't look great tomorrow either. And I was like, Joe, if we do it now, we get two nights out instead of one. <laughs> yeah. Joe was like, well, I'm a bit nervous. I mean, you've basically got to sleep in a room with 100 people. And I was like, Joe, I don't think like, I'm going to be able to sleep in here with all these people. Just I don't know. He went, he went to me, no, geez, honestly, I'm really nervous about it. Can we just go tomorrow? I went, yeah, all right. So I ended up in the bar just drinking and then went to bed and just snoring my head off. <laughs> so I had a few drinks and Joe couldn't sleep all night. Um, but anyway, we start the climb. And he's right, he's got six hours to the top, they said, and probably about three, four hours like back down. Mm. I was up and down within six hours. Really? Yeah. And it was, I was like, you just keep moving. Why are you, why do you, why are you such an animal then? Why do you think, what, what? I've always trained hard, but I'm also, I don't know if it's a mental thing. I'm obviously trained, but it's a mental thing. It's like, does your mind give up before your body? Yeah. And that's why I just keep moving your legs. Just I don't do. know why you'd Is stop. Is it just a driven thing then? I'm definitely driven. I, yeah, but when I'm hungover, I just need, I can't be around anyone. I need a day off. Like I can't, I can't oh, yeah, function. I would say don't overdo it. But do something because it will make you feel better. Yeah. And the danger of that is if it makes you feel better, you might end up wanting another drink. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I, I, I'd say it definitely helps. Just don't overdo it. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's a mental, that's another mental mental side of the thing. It's like you're just Ooh. feeling sorry for yourself. Just yeah. get over it and get on with it. I, I do like the mentality a lot. It's, it's amazing. But as a footballer, you're quite protected, aren't you? Like you're not allowed to do things that are too extreme. But now, I guess mm. you boys can do whatever you want. That's you can thing, fucking like, mountains, skiing, but that, that, skydiving. That I, I don't look at like going, you know, 300 miles on a bike or climbing Ben Nevis. Like it's it's something, yeah, maybe I'd do it, but it's not like, I don't, it's yeah. not something I'm really thinking about, but like, but with you, I feel like it's it's kind of a mental yeah. thing. I think like, it's because I don't want, have to use my brain. You want to achieve it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Never really done that well at school, so it's more the physical side of things. Do you want to keep doing these things? Do you want to find more and more? Because the problem with doing something extreme, then to get bigger high, um, you need to go and do... I would if it come, if it, if the opportunity comes around, I'd do it. Mm. But I'm also one of them people that, if it takes me away from my family for too long, I might not do it. But I do love a challenge. Yeah. I do but love, it's, it's like, I know it sounds silly, it was like I went to a rugby tournament that I played in last year but I didn't play this year because my knee's so bad and it was like a couple of 20 year olds talking about fitness oh I smashed one of your gym workouts you did like I smashed your time and I went I didn't even do that time but like I can already tell you now I'll beat that 
<laughs> and it's like, but they're 20 odd years old. And I mean, you're just deluded. Like, and I could just tell with their mentality. Yeah. Like, do you think it's the competitiveness? Like, do you think oh, it's, it's like someone says to you and goes, I'll, I'll fucking have you. I think he's saying he can beat like, anyone. Uh, I'm, also, I, I'm backing him yeah. as well, though. I, yeah. Look, I know I wouldn't beat anyone, but also there's a lot of people out there that are very deluded in terms of what you can get, what you can do in the gym. And because I know there's people out there that will smash me. Mm. When I see certain, like him, for instance, I was like, mate, I, I beat him, right? It was, a, it was an assault bike, a row and a ski erg, and I'm going to tell you now, I would have beat him if I had one arm and one leg. <laughs> I mean, can we, can we arrange that? I'm telling you now, I smashed the life out of him with just with this. I would have beat, I would have, I reckon I would have beat him one arm, one leg. I've <laughs> seen him on the ski erg, mate, and I could have beat him with one arm. <laughs> I'm sort of seeing a, a kind of challenge Wayne for crowd if you, feel, you know? if you feel like you could beat Wayne at anything, at get anything. in touch. <laughs> No in, CrossFit people. Uh, we'll make it happen. Yeah. What's your forte? Like, what are you, you good at? I like, I, I'm probably the unfittest I've been. And yeah. I've started training a lot over the last week, two weeks. More the, um, the horrible 40-minute workouts where you're on a salt bike really going for it. Mm. And then something in between and straight back on it. And just stuff like, like today I did a ski erg where it was like, I'd smash out 20 calories as quick as I could. And now I do 10 press-ups and I'm back on it doing the 20 calories again. So there's no rest. It's like, an in, it's like you just got it's to intense. keep going and get through it. Yeah, that intent. I like that side of things and really pushing each other. Like I've had a... Like, I'm sure Danny Care won't mind, but he came around for a workout and he, he threw up outside Did the he? gym. Oh, yeah. Really? And, he, and, he, and he was... He was, he was that was during season well, as well. He's still playing rugby. Yeah. And, and how were you feeling at the time? Oh, just laughing. Right. So he was, throw, he was thrown up, right? He's a professional rugby player, plays for England. I wish I um, He was thrown up and now. you were laughing. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's, it's astonishing, it's, it's, isn't it? Well, honestly, I just love delving into it. I love hearing the stories. And, and, and there's me doing a 20-minute walk slash well, run on the, what's on the treadmill. What's your thoughts on the walk? Just <laughs> go for a walk sometimes. I do. Mate, it's all I can manage. Did you do it on your own, though? Yeah, I do. And I struggle well, we to be motivated. We can train together. Well, let, hold on a minute. Well, that's, let's a new, that's a whole new thing, So let's sort this out, right? I want to put you both together, right? And and I want you to to work out and barbecue after. In what order? Or do you think you need to work? Barbecue after. I don't think you could eat ribs and then do your. <laughs> yeah, but I'd be far yeah. more motivated if I was on a say a treadmill whilst a chicken was rotating. In front yeah, of yeah, me. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And actually, I'm doing that anyway, so I might as well be running whilst I'm weighing. Yeah. This next part of the podcast is sponsored by BrewDog. Elvis Juice is our drink of the month on the podcast. And as I'm sure you know by now, it is the king of IPAs. Right. Last time we did this, it was one of my favorite bits of the podcast. Yeah, bizarrely. yeah. Urge you, please don't skip forward at this point. We have sort of ended up doing a kind of talent show around... Um, people trying to win some of these Elvis juices for themselves. Fucking and we, we've basically asked you, what are you the king of? And you guys have been phenomenal in the response. Well, last week's winner, can we play that for Wayne or not? Oh, we have to. We have um, to. Didn't you, did you send it to Ed Sheeran? Uh, I, I did, yeah. Have we had a reply? I do have a reply, Chris, yes. But yeah. we're going to have to do that another time. Okay, At fine, the moment. Fine, fine, fine. Great. Um, Wayne, we need to play this to you. Right. So... 
this was a guy who sent this message, and all he said was, uh, "I'll do Ed Sheeran." No, he didn't say that. He said, "He, he said I have I do the best Ed oh, the Sheeran best, you have ever heard." heard. Sheeran, he, yeah. he, he was having himself, yeah. and it and it and is I take it he's good then. It's really good. well. Listen, <laughs> with you between my arms, with barefoot on the grass. Listening to our favorite songs When you said you looked a mess I whispered underneath my breath And said you are the Darling, you oh, look mate. perfect tonight so He's lovely. having a laugh no, He has not. to be He's not don't No, but you know not. some people <laughs> Some people think they're good and they're not And I just It Oh yeah, I feel a I bit bad saying he's Eubank. not good. I said it was Chris Eubank last week. It's mm -hmm. really good. Wowza. Um, okay, so on that, um, he won, by the way. Yeah, last, he won. Last it was time. a hands down one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's incredible. Um, so we've got a couple more entries. Boys, do you want to hear them? Yes, please. This one's from Gareth. Uh, all I know about this is he's doing accents. Well, I'm, I'm brilliant at them, yeah. as, you know, as I've proved. I've not heard this yet. Here we go. My crouchy son, um, my gift, my gift, yeah, it's not a talent, it's yeah. a gift, is probably accents, I do any accent, literally all over the world, apart from that place that you went to, was it, Kanazulu or that place in Africa, anyway. <laughs> oh my God. Just on a quick one, that's Vanuatu. Yeah, he's re referencing Vanuatu there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've actually booked myself some tickets to uh, come and see you down at Crouch Fest, or have I? And um, I'm now thinking to myself, like, I'm actually really excited for you, for your family, for your team. It's just going to be a great occasion. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I am thinking, I am thinking that, you know, I may, I may come up on stage, I may strut my little, my little tushy up on that stage, you know, I'm six foot three, eleven and a half stone. Yeah, I'm built like a fucking beanpole, but you'll do nothing, Crouchy, you'll do absolutely nothing. <laughs> There's many more, mate. But um, yeah, if you want me up on stage, give us a shout. <laughs> so I don't, I don't understand. So give me a shout at the so, end. But he does. What, is it like regional accents? Well, I'm pretty sure it's Conor McGregor, no? Yeah, but who was the Scot? No, he's just. Who I think he's just. Where was the Scot? Regional accent. There's Scottish in there. There was Scottish in the middle, was wasn't there? there? Well, I just think Play he's doing again. a generic. Or generic Scot. Yeah, generic just Scott. a generic well, Scottish Thank you, Gareth, yeah. for that. Mm. Okay, this next one. No name who this is, but they want to do an impression of Johnny Bravo. I don't know who Johnny Bravo yeah, the, is. Yeah, the, the cartoon character Johnny Bravo. Hey, I'm Guy, and I'm the king of the Johnny Bravo impression. <laughs> oh, mama. <laughs> oh, I've just realised Johnny Bravo is the geezer of entourage. No. No? <laughs> then he do Johnny Bravo. It was really quick, that. We'll go again. Was that it? No? Yeah. Oh, he that was it. One sec. Blink and you miss it. Hey, I'm Guy, and I'm the king of the Johnny Bravo impression. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay, well, they're the first two. Um, who's your favourite out of those two? <sighs> Tough one. <that. laughs> Do you have uh, to like one of them? I don't. <laughs> I think Johnny Bravo edges it for me. Does he? I don't know. Just... Yeah, yeah. It's just so. It's just so short. <laughs> But is that not the beauty of it? Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it. Johnny Bravo. Let's hope them. third one Short here, shit. third and final is. The best. Okay. Um, this is from Matt. I know nothing about what this one oh, is. This is the, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Uh, just go with it. Uh, it's the beauty of it. I've just been told it's a bird impression. 
fucking course it is. Okay. A bird is in a bird that flaps its wings. I've got, I've, I could go either way. <laughs> Hi, my name's Matt, and I can make the sound of an exotic bird. <laughs> Mate, that wins it for me because it's so shit. Do you want that has to win it? Do you want that so once bad. more just to? What have we become? What are we? Hi, my name's Matt, and I can make the sound of an exotic bird. I think it's the voice build-up and the bird sound that wins it for me. Yeah, but it's a clear winner there, Matt. The bird, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Where did that sound come from? What was being done to him? Well, I, I like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, fine. I, in unbelievable scenes, Matt. It appears you've won. Well, I've got a new entry, and I don't know if you'll thank me for saying this, but um, didn't your mate? Once, at, was it at your wedding? At my wedding, had a rap that you wrote. Apparently, I wrote I mean, it. Apparently, it. I remember being at home one night. We watched Eight Mile, and we just we were, I think it was on a hangover day. We decided to have a rap battle, and apparently, I wrote this rap down, and it was my rap. He kept few, it. He's kept it, and I don't know. That's why I think he's made up. He couldn't have kept it that long. Are you ready for this? Very. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. My name is Bridgie, and I drive a black bullet. I'm a baller with a bling to go with it. I tear down the wing and I rate defenders in it. I ping the ball to beats and puts it in the net to win it. We go to the club, we celebrate with gin and juice because we got the tonic. In the club, we take no sh we boss it. Any mother ever wants some, I spray them AK and end it. Mansions, cars, watches, bitches. The sky's the limit Cause I got so much dough I don't know what to do with it Remember the name It's Bridgie In it <laughs> Sorry Sorry So you wrote Bridgie So you've written the words for that Apparently I wrote I remember doing a little rap battle And I wrote them down But I can't remember them being the words Mansions Who would anyone watches, ever admit to them being the words anyway Mansions watches In it Bridgie in it Man come to us with AK <laughs> Bridgie, in it. Okay. Wow, incredible. So, what is it? A bird Watch noise? out, Eminem. Is it, <laughs> um, is it a bird noise? Is it Bridgie? It's bird noise or Bridgie's. Was it your best man? Did you say? Yeah, he done it at my wedding. Yeah, <laughs> Amazing. but apparently well, I wrote well, it. Can we give the Elvis juice to Bridgie's mate or not? Or is that is what that inside of trading? He lives in Canada. Does he? I'll oh, have it. Was... I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we give Wayne Bridge some Elvis juice yep, this week. I think, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't our strongest. Three messages. <laughs> Elvis used to Bridgie, in it. I don't know where we are anymore. Don't drink and speak. Yeah? Uh, well, Wayne, uh, you got some Elvis juice coming your way from that fantastic rap you wrote 15 years ago. Thank you very much. Congratulations. I've, I've got to move this across to some things that I need to say uh, before we crack on with the pod. If you're listening to this, the day we've released the episode, then this is your last chance to be in with the chance of joining us at our next event down at Brewdog Waterloo. Our last one was awesome. We had such a laugh, didn't we? Oh, but it was, it was, it was special. <laughs> We're still sort yeah. of well, it uh, went, it celebrating. Went on. It went on after as well. It was good. It was, uh, it was very good. Just head over to brewdog.com forward slash crouch and buy a pack of Elvis juice and you'll be added into a prize draw for tickets. Get by and hopefully we'll see you soon. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. 
Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Do you, do you think you could have done anything else? <laughs> Obviously, you know, incredibly fit. Like what? I was quick. If I, I could have got into athletics because I was at an athletics mm. club, so I was quick. Like I, w- I was a lot. I'm probably a lot quicker than what people thought, and I reckon playing football, I had a couple of injuries around 16, 17, which I put a bit of weight on. Um, so I got a bit bulkier. So I probably slowed down a little bit. But you know, I was running the f- the five, the four hundred at probably fifteen in like fifty seconds. I was running a hundred in eleven seconds. And what I loved athletics. About a walking race. We've talked about this. On yeah. Pete's, Pete's adamant he could beat Steve Sidwell in a walking race. It depends on your techniques. Have you seen the walking techniques? Ooh, and they've got their arms they've, up they've all shuffle. Walk, they waddle. But yeah. who's, your, who's your money on? Uh, we're looking at doing this for Crouchfest. There will be other things on in case Why you're are you listening to you're this. Why are smashing because of the stride length? Well, uh, there's a stride length, but you you know obviously you've got the power factor from from Sidwell's quads. Which fast are, twitch muscles, yeah. And he's got these you know, big got quads. Those quads. You know what I mean, I, yeah, like, I don't length. know whether it's the quad or the length yeah. of stride. It depends what camp you're in. I just don't think I can call that one, you know. I can't call it. It's bizarre, isn't it? It's like Street <laughs> yeah, Fighter where there's two different sort of styles. Beasts, yeah. Two styles. different styles. You can't call that. It all comes down is, to is it happening? Fest. It's going to happen. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Crouch Fest, uh, November the 4th. Can we barbecue for it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and you will be barbecuing in the corner. The lads yeah. will be walking. We're That's walking. basically the plans for Crouch Fest so far. <laughs> there is some more going on as there well. There is some more. We promise but like, you that. But do you know what? We, we talk so much about your fitness and stuff. <laughs> I find it really, really interesting. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure you do as well. But, you know, you obviously had a great great career as well you know started so early at Southampton and did, playing for your hometown club like how how proud a moment was that and how mm. kind of you know how much did you enjoy being at Southampton I missed you I came just after yeah, you yeah just after me I was but, gutted yeah because me and mates talking about it the other day actually that I just missed you um I, I you know I just loved it for me I it was just like I was free it was probably the only time in my career I just felt free it was just just play football mm. and I all my friends supported Southampton. Dad supported them. You know, f- for it, for I think I don't know how many. T- I think something like eight tickets. So like, yeah. mum, dad, a couple of the family, sister, and then like loads of friends. Even my cousin was crying. Who never cries in his that's, life? That's the dream, isn't it? Yeah, and it's not just, just like not just for yourself, but for your family. Yeah, so. it's it's amazing. The, the local pub around the corner. Where I used to go. Well, I used to go every weekend, even when I was playing. It was like. They're all in there watching it, and then you'll come back, and everyone's like, "It's the best feeling mm. ever!" Like you can't, I just can't put it into words. I played really well as well, but then just skied one over the bar, which is mm. the only downer on it, really. But but you know I what? I mean, what, what what a time as well, though. Didn't you? Did you play in the, the cup final team? Did you get to the cup final, or did you, or you left? Before yeah, then? my debut was after. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna have to double check this. I'm sure it was after that time when Michael Owen scored that goal against Argentina. Yeah. Okay. And it was a debut against Liverpool. Right. Yeah, that was when my debut was. And what were your best moments, kind of, for the Saints? I can obviously say my first goal mm. and, like, the cup final. The only thing was the cup final is, like, and I, I mean, my mum brought it up the other day, actually, because I remember the cup final. I was like, 
I was just devastated. I remember crying. Mm. Didn't know it was going to be my last game either. But I remember my mum saying, you couldn't even go and speak to your dad. I couldn't really. Why? I mean? he was... He's just such a massive Saints fan. And, you and I just know how gutty. I just couldn't go and speak to him. Like I just... I was, one, I was definitely one of them that I had to switch off from football after a game. Mm. I didn't like talking about it afterwards. And I, I was really lucky because of the way I am. My mum and dad never put no pressure on me. Um, they knew I never really liked talking about the game after. I know if I was crap. I knew what I'd done wrong. I knew if I played well. Mm. I didn't. I didn't like praise, and I didn't like the other side of it either. Yeah, um, there's, but there's not many players whose final games an FA Cup final, right? No, yeah, I was gutted. I didn't actually want to leave, if I'm totally honest, mm. because I was just happy there. So Chelsea, and I don't like you, change. Right? Yeah, and so how? How did it come about? And like how... Well, and you must have been gutted as well because at Southampton at this point, you've got keys to the city. You've got free reign of Leisure World. You know, you're treated as... You're treated <laughs> Leisure as, World was great. Treated as, yeah. I'm not sure how it'd be we, now, we but it was good. About it yeah. you're, you're treated as a hero. Yeah. <laughs> a hero at Hot Shots, Jumping Jacks, yeah. Icon Diva, I assume, you know, when the night's right. Yeah, it's, it was very hard to leave. And I'm quite... Uh, I'm quite... I'm, I can be quite shy and I don't like new new things a lot. But it's just one of them opportunities that I just couldn't really say no. And with Rupert Lowe, he was just like, he was not going to give me a new contract. He didn't believe in if you're doing well, you get money. You're too young to have money. But I was always like, okay, well, you're going to give me loads of money when I'm 30 and I'm shit. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think looking back then, they could have, if, if the attitude was different and actually it was more... You know, his is a, a story that could be a massive win for us. You know, homegrown, clearly going places. If there, if there been a bit more desire on that front from Rupert oh, Lowe, if you're saying, would you have, would I you have stayed have at that point? Staying. So I, I remember going and scored in Strachan, and, then, yeah. and it was like, so my agent was like, "Oh, you've got to go in and speak to him." And I feel it was like it's this thing these agents did, which didn't really need to be done. And I'd go in to speak to Strachan, like, and he go, he said to me, well, "Fuck off, you ain't going nowhere." And, I just walked out the room like that. Cheers. <laughs> 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 he said, I've written your fucking transfer request up. And then that Did was you it. Did the transfer request in? I didn't really give him the bit yeah, of paper, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I said, and then he was like, well, yeah, basically. And then obviously my agent dealt with Rupert Lowe and everyone at the club and then that was it. I was gone. Like He was gutted. Mm. Um, but, you know, so I actually cried. I had to say goodbye to him and I cried. Mm. But he's, he's horrible as well, tracking sometimes. It was my last training session. He knew I was going and he just absolutely run me into the ground. That's and and like, every, but everyone was battering me. <laughs> this is your fucking fault because you're going. So really? I was getting the blame for everyone running and it was just like, it was horrible. I've <laughs> never heard of an exit sort of, you have initiations in football, but I've never heard of this sort of exit beasting. Get yeah, run into the ground. Strachan's different, yeah. He's, I loved him. He was great, but he's definitely different, yeah. So you, so you make that move and you leave Southampton. Um, they've kind of quite aggressively dealt with you on the way out, <laughs> as is the Southampton way. Uh, and you're out and you head towards Chelsea. Um, was were, were you nervous about that move? Because suddenly you're out of the maybe slightly more comfortable surroundings with your family there and, and venturing out. Was that a strange feeling? It was Abramovich's first transfer window as well. Oh, yeah, it was. It was yeah. And it was so, massive news, wasn't it? Yeah, it was big. Yeah. It was like, who are going to sign? I think it was like Makaleli, Joe Cole, Glenn Johnson. Yeah. It just comes with pressure, doesn't it? You know, it comes with yeah. pressure. Like, And you're... What I realise is the more you move around, you play with a team, they kind of know how you play and you get to know everyone. 
and you go scene was just totally different mm. and it it was totally different but it didn't take me too long to settle but I was nervous because it comes with a price tag and more money and then if you do if you don't if it doesn't go well you're just going to get battered for it it was a big change at Chelsea then wasn't it and I think what did you find did you find what were the standards like when you arrived at Chelsea at that time or was it still in a transitional period Oh, standards are high. Mm. It got high when Mourinho come along, but it was mm. high. But I'd say when you talk about it like that, the only the only difficult time I really found was Chelsea to Man City. Mm. I was at Chelsea where the whole team was a unit. It was like no matter who you had in front of you, whether it was Joe Cole, Sean Wright Phillips, Damien Duff, Robin, like we worked as a proper team. Like you defended as a team, you'd work for each other, you'd always know what you're doing. I went to Man City and I was just like, oh my God. Got Robinho in front of me. He ain't helping me one bit. <laughs> I'd overlap him ten times. Wouldn't get it once. And I'm so I might as well just stay back. Like it was just so different for me. So I found the Man City transition really hard. Mm. But being the first sort of big bundle with with Abramovich was that did did he contact you personally? Did or was was a gift sort of sent to you? Like how does it work with him when you're brought in under that? That was all just through my agent. That was it. That was just literally all through my agent. Um. And then met Ranieri, and then I think the first time I met Roman was on the pitch at Stamford Bridge. And what I loved about him, he just rocked up with his Casio watch on. <laughs> Billionaire just rock, rocks up with a little Casio one. I thought it's just brilliant. So good. I, I, I loved him as well. I thought he was great. Yeah, he was brilliant. Was um, what was your first encounter with with Mourinho like when he when he comes in? Just intense. Yeah, it was the training. Do you know, like sometimes in training, it can be a little bit. There's a little, little bits in train, I think, can be a little bit relaxed. You know, whether it be like a little keep ball as you start or a little passing drill. And as soon as someone didn't look like it or a little straight pass, like he was just on it straight away, stop training. Mm. It's got to be like this all the time. You've got to be on it. There's no time on this training pitch where you're not on it. Mm. So that it just it created a different mentality with a lot of the lads. And he just demanded. And mm. I guess it's... Probably like when you live, I bet like Stevie G and yeah. Carragher like that, they yeah, would have yeah. demanded yeah, stuff. Demands was, come up, don't Yeah, they? it was just, he was very demanding. The the season before Mourinho started, you scored a goal that put the Arsenal invincible oh, yes. side. Well, I, I remember it clear as day, that goal. My dad's a Chelsea fan. You know, I've got, I got friends, obviously Chelsea fans, you know, little George over there is a big Chelsea fan. He, he, well, he's probably about six, to be fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> oh, he's three. three. <laughs> Do you remember it? <laughs> George's first word was bridge. <laughs> he can win it here. Well, I've never about, seen it. Mate, what an amazing, like, yeah. what a great goal. Talk, mean, talk, us, through that. So talk us through it all. It's hard to talk, talk you through it, really. I just remember the ball coming across me and giving it to Ida and he put it on a plate for me. I just, so I just slotted it in the bottom corner, but it was just the feeling. So I don't, don't score many. I just remember just belting in towards the fans. Yeah. I was just buzzing. Like, I couldn't stop smiling for probably like, 48 hours yeah. like, I literally couldn't stop smiling and then I remember and after I scored I didn't even realise they needed two goals so every time the ball comes in I was just smashing it up the field and Lamps going Bridgie chill out they need two goals I went oh I didn't know too excited I literally could not stop smiling yeah. mm. so for me it was just unbelievable I went from hero to zero that night but mm. I just like so I went, we went out and basically Loads of people out just kept buying me drinks and shots, and it just went. Oh, really? Went down oh, so you let yourself down quick. massively after? <laughs> yeah, went down real quick. <laughs> you you know, I suppose when you're on a high that high like that, you know, like you say, all 
I suppose if you're out with Chelsea fans, yeah, and, like, I literally, know, I think it was China Whites I walked mm. into, and like everyone was just cheering when I walked in. It was it was brilliant. But, well, everyone watches yeah. the Champions League, right? Yeah. You got to remember, like everyone's watching that particular match that night. Everyone knows what's happened, and then obviously you scored the winning goal. You walk in, yeah. it's like it makes me smile now talking about it. Oh. Really, good night. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was. Did you get home all right? I didn't make it home. No. no. <laughs> I basically, if I'm, I basically almost got thrown out because I was not causing trouble, but I was obviously like in a bit of a state. So what the lads did, they covered me in pillows, but then they forgot about me. <laughs> so everyone's kicked out of the club and I got found by the cleaners cleaning the club. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess it was the Who's Invincibles. Imagine scoring the winner against the Invincibles. I was like, here I was zero, underneath, underneath a load of pillows in China White's. Oh, oh, yeah. There was a double Good bonus, I think. Well, can you confirm well, yeah. this story? So, Roman apparently nodded when asked whether you would get double bonus. Yeah. Is that right? Well, you got yeah. double bonus for but winning that game. Did you get it? I'm not going to comment just in case it comes back to bite me, me or him or Chelsea or the <laughs> oh, right. For tax implications, there was no hint of a double bonus. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely it. none. Yeah, all right, let's uh, move on quick. <laughs> so, um, should we talk about... So, Ashley Cole comes into the club. How was that for you when you heard he was being signed? How was your kind of relationship when that started and figuring out what was going on on that side? And, um, and, and kind of how did it play out maybe different to how you thought it it, it was going to play out? I, I broke my leg. So I was obviously going, I went through a stage where I was struggling and then I got back playing. Um, but I was actually playing well. And look, if a club wants to buy another left back, it's like, it's football, isn't it? It's what it is. The worst thing is me, we had the same agent. Right. And they work? basically denied that any meeting took place then a week later said well it did take place I said well how can you be my agent if you're just going to lie because football's football at the end of the day Mm. Um, and it was just one of the things I was playing well at the time so yeah, I, I was I, it was quite surprising to me when I, I when they, when I heard they were signed because obviously you were playing well yeah but with Mourinho it was kind of I went through a bad patch and a good patch Um, and basically I wasn't up to his standard at certain things and sometimes I thought he was being harsh but anyway I basically turned a corner with him and it was this one thing he said to me and it was a week before I broke my leg he went you've been really really good just what I want basically and like got this game we've got Barcelona so make sure you're ready it was like it was like I turned a corner with him then I went and broke my leg obviously I got over that and then when they signed Ash I was actually playing really well mm. um, and it was I think we were beating Charlton I was playing well again and then they went and scored I think it was like 60 or 70 minutes and that and straight away my number was up I was off because they had just scored and then I kind of knew from then that that was it really did, did you have that kind of scapegoat kind of feel like I mean I know Joe Cole sometimes feels feels that he was kind of harshly treated at times and although he loved Joe Cole and, he, and I'm sure he, he loved you as a player as well there was kind of that that kind of feeling where you know he'd always kind of pick on Joe or did you do you find that Oh, you notice it with some players, and I, yeah, definitely. I felt a little bit like there was a game at Wigan, and I think I got dragged off at half time. He never even said nothing to me. And like, do you know what it is? The whole team was just rubbish. Yeah, nothing was working, nothing was clicking. I was thinking, what are you expecting from me? And I, and I really think I'm one of them people that I'll be honest with myself. If I'm rubbish, then I get it. 
you know what I mean? But I always thought it was there's some things where I thought it was a little bit harsh. I always got away with them in the end. Like, it was great for me when I finished my career and everything. But there's certain moments I thought he was a bit harsh. I lost it once in training and said something to him. And I'm not one of them people that really loses my temper that quickly. And I just, my head was gone. So there's moments definitely where I was like, he's harsh. But there's also moments he was really good to me. When you, but when you say, as you put it, like lose your head with, with Mourinho, does he, is, do you think that makes him respect you more? Or do you think that sort of turns him against you a bit more? I don't He didn't speak to me for... Uh, <laughs> quite a few days or weeks you could yeah. say yeah just I don't know maybe it wasn't the reaction he was expecting maybe I should have reacted differently mm. yeah you you injured yourself you got you got injured am I right in thinking it? you had different boots as well it was the first the time I wore blades first time so the first yeah. time I wore blades first what? time I wore blades yeah do you think that that was a problem did that um, well, basically it was like my foot was planted. Sorry, I was saying there's a beverage here. I just forgot we're recording and, stuff. And, um, <laughs> I feel like we're just in the booze. <laughs> yeah. Very easy to forget. <laughs> to be fair, I was, gonna, I was waiting for someone to top oh, me up. I was going to do it ourselves. These, <laughs> these were only for display. Are they? <laughs> oh, fuck it. Yeah. I, I just forget sometimes, you know when you're, you're interested in what people are saying, I just think I just need a bev now. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Basically, um, my foot was planted. He slid across me and my, my foot didn't move and it just snapped. So... Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So yeah, you just, don't you're not sure. Not sure. Position point of view. Oh, yeah, it, it was hard again. for me to wear them. If I'm totally honest, yeah. it was because I'd mm. worn them in training a couple of times, and I've I'd always wore Puma Kings. Never really changed from the original Puma Kings. And I think the only other thing I did was put my left shin pad on first, and it was really hard for me to change boots, and I did it, and I went and broke my leg. So oh fuck that's ultimate, and we've talked about superstitions. Yeah, we have. In yeah, football. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite superstitious. I've got yeah. you know various ones. The funniest thing was, he and Roman ended up picking me up after the game to fly me back home, and I'd obviously the the laughing gas or gas in there, but I was laughing on it. Um, so what, you were on Roman's plane. He picked me up, so he took me to the local hospital to see what was wrong, and then he picked me up. But what do you mean by pick me up? Because well, just, they picked me up and then took me to plane. his. Um, Got a car, took me to the airport, and then he picked me up in his plane, which is unbelievable. But oh my god, the women that were serving on there! Yeah, <laughs> my god. <laughs> I remember Roman looks over and went, "Don't seem too unhappy now, do you?" <laughs> so actually, wearing, wearing the blades was actually the best thing you ever get. <laughs> Wow. Oh my god. So talk us through the plane. Unreal. Oh mate, yes. Yeah, I'm just like the sofas in there. Like I can't. He had some kind of like a suede material around the outside. It was it was just so plush. But and the food, mate. The was food was unreal. Were you in pain, though? I don't get what oh, you're, you're doing you're in, in there. Like, you're, are you lying down? Lying down. There? He's got, like, a massive sofa, me lying down with feet up, and then just women coming and just serving food, like smoked a... salmon, like... But it might have been oysters. Got... It, mate, it was oysters. all sorts on there. <laughs> but you've got a mask on, right? This is like gas and Oh, no, I'd had that before I got on the plane. Oh, I think right. that, I think what it was, for me, the initial... I don't think the pain was actually pain, really. It kind of was just numbness, but I knew I broke it. Mm. And once they'd given me the gas in there, I was like, yeah, I'm in so much pain, just give me more. <laughs> if you've never had it before, it's quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, so, so then you're just lying down on the plane and they're bringing you oysters yeah. and being served. And then I realised when I get home, fucking screwed here what's going to happen yeah because I didn't really know how bad it was they didn't think it was that bad until I went to London hospital and realised how bad it was mm. I basically broke the ankle bone in half and dislocated it and broke my leg 
Fucking that's no, rear threatening, really. Do you still have issues now with with that? I don't have much movement in it. I've got a bit, not what I used to have, and a bit of swelling every now and again. But um, I worked my ass off to get back. Mm. It's basically the same. Remember Alan Smith? It was at Man United. Yeah. It's basically the same as is really. Yeah, yeah. Played that it game. was bad when, when he was at Man yeah. United. Man United, Liverpool it happened. I think. Yeah. Have you talked about the time you, for whatever reason, had a mini bar's worth of booze before? Was it before a game or the night before a game? I don't think I've ever talked about it, so I don't know how you've heard of it. I don't Fuck, remember it's it. it's written down here, mate. I don't <laughs> know. It must be out there. <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs> this has come from Siddy. This is Siddy. Siddy, Siddy, me right Sydney. up here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do you know what? I never really played when Ash was there. <laughs> Sid, well, shithousing from his holidays. <laughs> shithousing from, it was, this, this from was, Universal this, Studios. You couldn't... <laughs> You couldn't write it really. It's a one-off this was. This wasn't like I did every Friday before a game. But it was... Um, I won't mention any other people that were kind of involved. But um, yeah, I did basically drink the minibar dry and had a bit of a night and a bit of a party in my room. Small party, I'd say. And um, I knew I was either on the bench or in the stands. I'm never going to come on Ash Plays. And then he gets injured after 12 bloody minutes and I'm on the bench. <laughs> the thing is, Ash knew as well. Because Ash... Ash oh. popped past my room and heard the noise and poked his head in. <laughs> and then he was just laughing at me when I came on the pitch. But the, I actually played really well as well, to be fair. Yeah, played yeah. well, which was, was like few thank for me, God really. For yeah, thank so God. That substitution's happening. He's just laughing. He's, he's literally just smiling, laughing at me. <laughs> I, I think I said to him, you fucking <laughs> I was like, literally, I was fuming. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but you know what? Like, we've talked, we had, um, we had Wrighty on. And obviously, you're close to Shaw, I feel like, yeah. right? You were close to him at Chelsea yeah. at that time. Uh, and I know you still speak. He got speak, me in still, trouble as well. Why well, is that one coming up as well? No, it? no. <laughs> I, I was, <laughs> you can enlighten us <laughs> what, if you want. What story's that, way? <laughs> No, you know what? He was just. I'll I was come just back thinking about. Well, no, no, feel free. No, no, I'm sure it's better. I, I was just going to say, like, you know, obviously that you know you had a good team spirit there at that time. I know you still speak to right. You're really yeah. close, and we talked about him. You know, the the trikes around Cobham. Yeah, we were, we were talking, and he told a story about you know there's just you lot running right around Cobham on trikes. When you look back, you're like, what were we doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> just buying trikes. And yeah. It's because we couldn't ride motorbikes and we all wanted one for our son and we'd done a few charity bike rides and stuff and it just, one of the things that passed the time, I think another one I did was buy a load of paintball guns and just go to woods and have paintball fights. <laughs> It's one of those things you look back and think, like, you know what I mean? You look back and go, what was I thinking? Yeah. I mean, this wasn't like an organised paintballing. This was no, sort of just going by in the woods. We just bought, rogue, like, rogue paintball. We brought, <laughs> the worst about it was once, I don't know why, but I had it in Jono's car and I accidentally set it off. They're <laughs> <laughs> quite sensitive. Jono got paint all over no, his uh, car. That's like Biker Grove, isn't it? When I'm, when I'm, I'm blinded. <laughs> <laughs> Biker gross. But no, the short one where he got me in, well, it was probably my own fault, but I'd gone out in the day to have a few drinks. I knew we had training the next day, but it was going to be not too bad. Um, it was more of a relaxed, like warm down. So I went out early with Craig Bellamy, but put myself in bed at 7pm and then Sean calls me at like 8 and I'm in bed. And I've already had a few. And I went, well, if I go out, you have to make sure I stay at your house and you get me to training. So I knew I'd had a few already. So I went out and then... The next minute, I know I'm getting woke up by the uh, by the people from the hotel going, "Man, sit here wondering where you are." <laughs> <laughs> and then I went in to see, um, obviously Mark Hughes, and it, what's going on. I went, oh. I think I said I've had a bit of trouble at home. 
and it all got to me. So I went out for a few drinks and uh, now I'm sat here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, was, he just went to me, thanks for your honesty, but I'm going to have to fine you. Uh, Two weeks wages. Um, I was devastated. And then all the lads were just laughing. But what I love about it is lads were laughing, but every month I was like, still not come out. Still not come out. And he just never did it. He went, because when I spoke to him, because the players knew not to do it, oh, he, never did it. he went, I just didn't take it off you. Have a fair play to him. So he's since said to you, was that yeah, like it was, it was after... while I was still there. He went, I'm not going to take it, but the lads now know not to mess around or do that. Wow. I went, I went, well, it was Sean's fault anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What about, what about England for you, Bridget? Because I suppose, like, obviously, when Ash arrives at Chelsea, you know, that's a blow. But, like, with yeah. England as well, you'd, you'd have had 100 caps if Ashley Cole didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. You've got a good few caps. With, yeah, I've got, got a few. But you know what? Yeah, I, like, I, didn't, I just didn't enjoy it in the end. Yeah. Um, was that hard for you going to, to, to kind of meet up and... I didn't mind sort of... meeting up. Um, Is that where you met Crouchy? Under 18s, under 21s. Yeah. Under 20s, definitely, um, yeah. But yeah, the, the full England, yeah. I'd yeah. say. Properly, proper got to know him. Yeah. So 2002, what, what was your kind of like initial initiation to England, I suppose? Like, were you... Because you, you went to the 2002 oh, you, World Cup. That yeah, was before so I got, me, wasn't it? My debut... Yeah, it was just before you, actually. Mm. Um, I went 2006 when yeah. I first made the So tournament. I made my debut against Holland, played really well, 45 minutes, came off of a broken toe and just played really well. Just played myself into the team, really. Mm. Not into the team, into the squad. And then I actually got on the pitch for a few minutes, which is great. But you know what it's like as a, as a footballer, you don't want to just sit on the bench. Oh, so no, it's no. great. I went to it and yeah. great. I got to get on the pitch, but it's nothing I'm really was like. It, was it ever a goal for you, would you say? Playing for England. Oh, I think, it? I think it's every kid's dream that likes football to go and play for England. Yeah. And it's great that I got that far, but I just didn't really play much. So yeah. so do you view it, is it more, what's the what's the kind of feeling with it, would you say? Is it disappointment? Oh, I'm glad I played it... for England. I look back and I said I should be proud of myself that I'd done it. Yeah. And I got as far as I did, but I'm also like, it would have been nice to have gone a, a bit further. Um, and it's it's it's. I would have loved to have got on the pitch while Ash was playing and maybe played in front of him a little bit because yeah. we'd done that once or twice and I thought it worked that well. Worked, that would have worked well, yeah. I think it would have worked really well because would done, he would yeah. have bombed on, I would have covered him then, and it worked well one game. But, you know, what's frustrating with those things is we did it once and, you know, maybe the game we weren't winning 2 or 3-0 and then it's like, oh, it's because he's done that and it rather than mm. something else. Small margins, isn't it? Like, yeah, like... It's, it's it's a difficult thing to really go and do. And when you've got attacking players like, I think there's Stuart Downing and... Joe Cole was left. Joe Cole will play it. there as well. Mm. It's it's probably hard for it to, to go and play me there or yeah. Ashley there. And... How, how many caps did you end up with? It's 36 or 37. Yes, I mean, still, yeah. that's still a good guy. Like... Good. But oh, it's one I've... of them things... You know, I've still got you as the little medal in, <laughs> uh, in the books, you know? It's like... It's Ooh. just one of them things you go and it's... For you, it's different. You're a psych, you go, you get on the pitch and you play. For me, it got to a stage where I'm like, I could be on, I could be on holiday for seven weeks. Mm. But you were then in a situation where it even needs to progress. I just found it, to... I found it really frustrating. And no, no one would really know apart from my mum and my mum and my dad and my friends because they come and go, how are you doing? I went, just fucking bored shitless. I'm not going to fucking play. Yeah. I'm just like, 
And it, it, oh, you never know he's going to get an injury. And I'm not thinking, oh, I hope he gets injured. You know why? Because he was like, he was always one of our best players, if not the best player in some of the tournaments. And he's probably was the best left back in the world, or still could say he was the best left back in the world. Do you know what I mean? It's Roberto mm-hmm. Carlos, him. Yeah, he it was, was. He was like consistently our best player every year. Consistently, def- he's just so good at defending, and he'd always help out going forward. Yeah. Just in terms of relationship with different managers, then we've heard quite a bit <coughs> about Mourinho, a little bit about Sven there. Um, a manager we talk about a fair bit on the podcast, Avram Grant, um, and we've heard legendary stories. So, uh, I think it was who told us the story I about Avram. It, Joe, Joe Cole. It right. changed Joe, the perception. Joe Cole it? just said Avram is like a man. Full hammer. Said he, he's a, he loves a night out. Like I just didn't have that impression of Avram yeah. Grant, but he was like, nah, he's like, yeah, he loves it. He loves it. He loves yeah. it. Yeah, he loves yeah. it. I love the fact that he loves yeah. it. I don't, I, just I love the fact around. that he loves it, but I honestly can't, and I hate it because I really like him. But I don't know how, I can understand him being a coach. I don't know how he's become a manager, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I think it's maybe because of the managers that I'd had. Hoddle, Mourinho, Strachan, they're all really good managers. And I'd, I wouldn't put him... In, that in the same category, yeah. to be honest. I think it's just for us, it's this phrase, um, we say we're going, f- uh, if you're going on a big night, we say we're going full Avram. Yeah, Joe Cole said he's seen him out a few, like, you know, and he Joe was... Joe Cole's seen more than what I've seen, definitely, because right. I've yeah. heard stories. So if we say, if, we, if you're going out full Hammer, you're going full Avram. I'm going full Avram after full this, Avram. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, listen, I know we've done this with Rio recently, but we do this with people that we enjoy the conversation with we've got to do another double episode I think there's so much in this we'll go again back stronger next week with another Wayne Bridge episode Hi this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, what can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? 
They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to loadofpricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Loadofpricks, loadofpricks.net.